Before we get started today, I wanted to let you in on a little something I've been working on over the past five or six months. For parents of teenagers, there's a lot of pressure and confusion around getting them ready for life beyond high school, whether that's college or something else. So many options to consider, so much to know about college prep and admissions, and crucial development that needs to happen in students' lives during this time. Well, it would be fantastic if every parent could hire a one-on-one consultant or counselor to walk them through the junior high and high school years, but that's just not financially viable for most people. So I'm putting together digital courses designed to walk you through everything I think you need to know. I spent 10 years in academic advising at two different universities, and that experience gave me a lot of insight into how parents navigate the teen years well and some of the pitfalls they may encounter. These digital courses are designed to pass on that experience to you in an affordable, go-at-your-own-pace format that you can go back to over and over again as you reach new milestones. They are still in the works, but if it's something you're interested in learning more about when they're ready to go, the best thing you can do is join my email list. I'll put the link in the show notes below so that you can do that easily. And if there's anything you really like for me to cover in these courses, please feel free to let me know. Your questions help me stay relevant. So that's the big news. So excited to share it with you today. But let's get to the episode. You're listening to the Strategic College and Career Planning Podcast. As a parent of a high schooler, you are the perfect person to prepare and guide him or her through decisions about college selection, taking college credit in high school, deciding on a major, and actually thriving in the post-high school experience. But in my experience working in higher education, I found too many parents and students are overwhelmed by their options, confused about how to achieve their goals, and lack hope for their future. My name is Leah Smith, and I'm bound and determined to enable young people to find and achieve their calling and help high school families make wise decisions in pursuit of their educational, vocational, and financial goals. Through bite-sized episodes covering a wide variety of college and career topics, we'll cut through the mystery and set you up to make great decisions. Welcome to the podcast. going to be talking about one of the most important resources that you have as a parent planning for your child's college or university experience. And this is the college or university catalog. So when I went to college, I had no idea what a catalog was. I don't remember the first time I learned about it. So it's possible that I went years without understanding it or understanding how it affected me and my college experience. Fortunately, this didn't have a negative impact on my college experience, and to be honest, many students can have a great college experience without knowing about or using the catalog. However, if your student is trying to personalize their college experience at all, but specifically through, say, graduating early, using AP, IB, or dual credit to meet graduation requirements, taking summer classes, double or triple majoring, adding a bunch of minors, studying abroad, any of those things and probably others that I am missing, they and you must be familiar with the catalog. 
So a catalog is essentially a very large book. Most schools will have them online these days, which works out for us because that means that we can access any school's catalog anywhere in the world. But um, it's it's a very, very large document that outlines all the academic offerings, academic requirements, and policies at that school. I say all because that's the idea, although I... In my experience working at a couple different universities, I've found that catalogs will often miss some information, and so you have to be familiar with the uh, school's website as well. But the idea is that the catalog is a centralized resource that will give you the information that you need on degree requirements. So the majors that are offered, the minors, any other kinds of degree offerings, the courses that are required in those specific majors and minors, etc. It will outline academic policies. So this will be policies on grading, academic suspension and probation, transfer credit, etc. And then academic programs. So that would be things like an honors college or study abroad or even academic resources could be outlined in the catalog. The catalog is considered a contract between the student and the school. Now, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a legally binding document, but if you look at it as a contract, that'll help you understand what's going to be required of your student, but then it will also help you hold the school accountable to hold up their end of the contract as well. Now, because it's a contract, that means that the date of the catalog is really, really important. Most schools will publish a new catalog every year, and they will hold the students to the academic requirements outlined in the catalog that was published the year they started college. So if you're a freshman in 2024, your catalog for the rest of your time at the school is the 2024-25 catalog. The reason for this is in the student's best interest. It's because the catalog is published every year, and so it's it's an ever-evolving document because academic programs are always changing as well. So you have some majors that are added, some that are deleted. You have courses that are created and some that are, again, deleted. You uh, will have policies that change. You could have really small tweaks like a course description changes a little bit or a prerequisite changes or you could have really massive changes like instead of requiring 120 credits to graduate now this program requires 124 credits to graduate if you think about this if a student is required to keep up with all of those changes, there's a possibility that, let's say, they were planning on completing 120 credits, and then all of a sudden, their junior year, the academic school decided that they were going to add two more classes to the major, and that throws off their graduation timeline if they were required to meet those requ new requirements. Fortunately, though, most universities, I would, I would anticipate all, but you can't really ever guarantee anything in the world of higher education. So we're going to say most 
schools are going to respect this and and understand this and say, we're not going to hold you to any new requirements that we add to the program while you're here. Now, an exception to this could be if the changes are in the best interest of the student. So let's flip the flip the scenario. If the student has a program that required 124 credits and then their junior year the academic school decided to take away two classes that's potentially in the best interest of the student and could even allow them to graduate a little bit early or at the very least have a slightly lighter semester in that case they might be able to what we would call move into the new catalog or move under the requirements of the new catalog and take advantage of the benefit of the changes to that catalog. Now, this can be a little bit touchy because when changes are made to a program, it's because the faculty believes that there needed to be changes and those changes are in the best interest of the program and the students in the long run. So they're not making changes that they don't think are going to be beneficial. Naturally, this means that they want to start applying those changes to students as quickly as possible. So it is a possibility that even if the change means, say, an additional course for a student or additional prerequisite for a student, that they might try to apply those changes to the student's program, even if they're not technically under the requirements of the new catalog. This could work just fine for your student. And I would say if it's possible to adjust to changes that are made, go for it because, again, We're going to trust the faculty that they know what they're doing, and if they're making changes, it's because it's in the best interest of your student's education. However, if you feel like they're making changes or applying new requirements or expectations to your student that are not helpful for them or aren't appropriate, then this is how you make a case for them not doing that. So this is how you would push back by explaining and they should know this. They they are working in higher education. They should know this. So explaining, my child started in, or having really the better idea is having your student go to them and explain, I started in 2024. This is my catalog and my requirements. And if I switch to these new requirements, it's going to mean additional time and money. And I can't do that. Then they should respect that and work with your student. But all that to say, that's why the year of the college catalog or the university catalog matters a lot. Now, for those of you who have students in high school, especially freshmen or sophomores, and you're trying to make decisions about dual credit, AP classes, IB classes, maybe even CLEP tests, because you want them to be able to graduate early or do a double major or study abroad with more flexibility, if you're looking at your students' ideal schools um, and looking at their catalogs to try and make decisions about what dual credit classes they're taking now or, or any of those other options I outlined, number one, great idea, well done, you're doing the right thing. But number two their requirements technically won't be the catalog that you're looking at this year. They will be held to the requirements in the catalog 
the year that they start as a freshman at that school. So if you're looking at the 22-23 catalog currently and making decisions about what classes they're going to take next year, but they're not going to be a freshman at that school until, we'll say, fall of 2025, it's possible that the requirements you're looking at currently are going to change by fall of 2025. Now, this is really tricky because in my experience, I have never seen a written policy to address this particular issue. I don't think schools have, at least the schools that I've worked with, I don't think that they have worked this scenario into their formal policies. So it's very possible that they could say, let's say your student takes a dual credit class now or next year that applies to a specific university requirement, then by the time they start at that university, it doesn't apply to the same requirement anymore. So you've just wasted some money on that class. That school has the right to say, too bad, so sad. This is the catalog requirement for your student currently. But I still think you have a pretty good platform or foundation to stand on and say, I understand this, but when we made this decision, we were using the catalog that we had. We were making the best decision we could with the information that we had. Is there any way that you can respect or acknowledge the decision that we made and still use this particular course to meet said requirement? They don't have to say yes to this, but that's a pretty good argument. So tuck this away in your back pocket in case you need it in the future. At the same time, we would really hope that, that you never have to do that. You never get into that kind of situation. One of the ways that you can help yourself out here is by reviewing the catalog every year just to keep up to date on um, the most recent changes. So let's say your student wants to go to Baylor. They believe they want to major in biology. We'll take a look at the biology requirements every year to see how they change. You may or may not be able to adjust the dual credit or AP credit or IB credit that your student is taking, but if you can make some last-minute adjustments, that will help. And again, that's not a foolproof method. It's not going to it's not going to guarantee that your student will never take a class that doesn't end up being not required anymore down the road, but it sure does help keep you up to date as much as humanly possible. Now, the catalog won't have everything most likely. It will not have every piece of information regarding every academic requirement, every academic resource, etc. So you also need to be pretty familiar with the college or university's website, particularly the website or web page that is specific to your student's chosen major or majors. So just make sure that you're using the website to supplement your research in the catalog. And then you might hear about a student handbook as well. There is a big difference between an academic catalog and a student handbook. Typically, the handbook is going to be, again, typically it's a little bit more related to student life. So more like 
rules for the students, activities or resources, programs on campus available to students. Like it will outline things like the counseling center and student activities and multicultural affairs and residence life and information on the dining halls and when they're open and things like that. So there's a difference there. However, the student handbook, especially if your student goes to, say, a private Christian school that has some guidelines on um, behavior, then that handbook is going to apply to your student as well. Uh, But that's the difference. In case you hear both of those terms, that's the difference between academic catalog and a student handbook. And then finding the catalog. How do you find these catalogs? Fortunately, it's pretty easy. My favorite method is just to go to the school's website and in the search bar, um, type in catalog. Usually that brings it right up, but sometimes it can, you have to dig through different options, uh, specifically at really large universities that have smaller colleges or schools underneath them. Those schools might have their own catalogs. So say we're talking about the University of Tennessee and you want to, you search for a catalog and it pulls up a catalog for the um, College of Social Sciences and Liberal Arts or something like that. You'll have to be really careful that the catalog you're looking at is the one that applies to the university as a whole and not a specific college. Some At some point, that could be helpful for you to use catalogs that apply to a specific college or program within the university. But for the sake of our conversation today, almost always I'm looking for the overarching university catalog, if that catalog does indeed exist. So if you can't find that Um, By just searching catalog, sometimes I'll type in academic catalog or backtrack all the way back to Google and search for University of Tennessee catalog and see if that will get me to the right one. Sometimes it could also help to go under student resources or, or academics or current student within the website. Usually they'll have tabs on the top of the page that say something like that student current student academics but I that can be a little bit tricky too because then you have to try to figure out what to click on and then what to click on next so I just usually just bypass all of that and search for catalog and that will get me where I need to go another thing that can be helpful is to look specifically at course descriptions this is helpful um, particularly if you're looking at dual credit AP etc and you want to try to find the right, say, dual credit course at your local community college, you might need information about the course at your student's prospective college. So the best way to find this is by just looking under or searching under course description or courses. Let's say you have a freshman or sophomore in high school. This obviously puts a lot of pressure on them to know where they want to go to college. And I know not every teenager at that point knows where they want to go to college. In fact, I would guess that most of them don't, at least don't know exactly. So I have told my students in the past this a lot, and I feel like it applies to y'all as well. 
make the very best decision you can with the information you have. And if the information you have doesn't include where your student is going to end up going to school or where they want to go to school, then don't sweat it. Just make the best decision you can with the information available to you. I hope this is really helpful to you. I would love to talk with you more if this has raised questions or concerns. I'm really passionate about university catalogs and finding accurate information. So if this is something that you'd like to talk about, please feel free to reach out to me. Other than that, I hope you have a really good day and a really good week. Thanks so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a kind rating and review so more families find this information and encouragement. I hope you found this episode helpful. Just wanted to let you know that we can make much more progress through personal coaching. Please check out my website at callingandcollegiateconsulting.com to continue the conversation and learn more about coaching opportunities for you and your child. I'll be sure to include a link to my website in the show notes below. So much is possible for your student, but very little just happens. I'm excited to help you strategically plan 